Rise Up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. And we are back again with another episode. I'm your host, Stan Parker, and tonight I got with me Mr. Zach McCain. Zach, how you doing tonight? Doing good, Stan. How about you, man? Hey, man, I'm doing good. The Falcons season is near. It is upon us now. We've gone through preseason. We've gone through off. We've gone to the draft. And now here it comes. It's only a week and a half away. And I'm excited. The 53 man roster cuts happened today. And so there was some, I don't, I don't think there was too many surprises except for one. I've had um, Caleb Huntley. It was an undrafted free agent. I did a pre uh, post draft prediction that I figured he would make the roster, but I guess they didn't like what they've seen. So um, t- about the preseason, what, did, what was your biggest takeaway from the preseason? Did, how many, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this preseason. It's weird this season. It is. It's hard because, you know, Arthur Smith, he's like, you know, holding all, you know, holding all the, the cards. I, I don't know because he didn't play, you know, for, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if he even played a lot of starters on defense, but it was just like, I know that Kyle Pitts got some uh, some playing time the other night, but um, it's really just kind of hard to tell. And, and I don't know if I like it or not. I'm kind of indifferent, I guess, but. So it's hard to really kind of take away anything other than the fact that I guess more so he was just trying to sort of see what kind of depth we had. But it's really hard to tell going going into the season what kind of team we have just because we haven't really get, gotten to see uh, the new offense with the, uh, you know, with the old guys, you know, with the, with the first string running. Yeah, it kind of uh, freaks me out a little bit having the offensive line get pushed around um, and not – and being extremely vanilla – the second string quarterbacks not producing much. Felipe Frank shows some flashes of running, using his legs and using his frame. He's a big boy. He's like six six, six seven. Um, using his legs to get some critical first downs, but you know, throwing the ball left a lot to be desired. And what do you think about Josh Rosen? Like, what what do you think about that move? Yeah, I mean, I like it. Just I, there's definitely, to me, in my opinion, there's more stability now as a as a backup because I'm even though maybe game one Rosen won't be technically the backup, but I think once you get into the once he gets a few more reps and things like that, he is going to be that clear cut number two. I, I think with Felipe Franks, I think that they may be able to. I don't know if they're going to have some packages for him, you know, specifically almost like a Taysom Hill type thing because I mean, clearly he's a big body. He can run. I mean, you we, we saw him run. Um, but I don't I, – I, again, there's a lot to be desired with, with the passing. And, and, and I got to see that firsthand in college with him at Florida. You know, Georgia played, played him a couple of times, and he just – he did not look, look good at all. Uh, of course, you know, at that time, Georgia had some pretty elite defenses. Um, but that's why I don't feel confident in him as that clear-cut number two. I, I think, again, they could bring him in for certain packages. But I think overall, I, I like the pickup from Josh Rosen. I feel – a little more confident if Matt Ryan happened to go down, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm at there. 
Yeah, um, I agree. With it brings a little more stability. It's still not. I mean, he's on. Uh, Josh Rosen is on his what fifth team in four years, somewhere around in there, um, bouncing around top ten pick. But he could spin it, man. He throw, showed you a couple balls out there that, man, the arm's still there. Doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires. I mean, you know, let's not get to that point where we see him in a game. You know, Matt Ryan has been durable his entire career he's had a couple injuries and they were weird ones he had like a jammed finger that kind of thing um but yeah the falcons are in trouble if matty ice goes out and the whole preseason i just didn't like week one of the preseason the falcons were the most penalized um team in the league pre-snap penalties all that stuff and then the running game wasn't there and the defense was suspect. And so I know it's preseason. You don't get trophies because Baltimore would be world champions because they've won 20 in a row preseason dating back to like five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. the Har- Yeah. Harbaugh can, uh, he could coach some preseason now, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see Arthur Smith and, because I don't know if you know this or, or you've been watching like clips or whatever of the Falcons, but he seems to be a pretty disciplined. Uh, he's skewing towards discipline and we're going to call you on it right now. And I don't know. It's, it feels fresh. I'm excited. And we'll see how competent he is and knowing his personnel and, and, and being able to run the ball. And here's a question. Is Calvin really going to, be able to produce the numbers he produced last year. First off, I hope so. He's on my fantasy team. Secondly, um, obviously Arthur Smith is known for lo- you know running the football. So is Art is Calvin really going to you know match his production from last year? Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, especially you know he started out. I mean he tore he was torching everybody early early on last year and. Um, I mean, he's going to have to be. I mean, I think he's he, he's uber talented. He's I, I think he's the best route runner in the league, and I think he's got incredible hands. I think he's just got incredible vision. Just extremely talented to kid. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, he's had he's he's been able to kind of live under the shadow of Julio the, these last uh, couple of years, and um and and that's even interesting for Matt Ryan going in. I mean, this is the first time essentially. Uh, I know that Matt Ryan was there a couple of years before Julio, but I mean, this is the first time in what, 10 years that, that Matt Ryan has not had that security blanket of Julio Jones and just that, um, that force on the field with him. So it's going to be interesting. Um, but yes, I mean, I think Calvin Ridley is, is definitely capable of, of definitely, you know, carrying that torch. Um, and I think, you know, offensively, um, there's we still have those weapons. the The offensive line is going to be be interesting to to see if they can um, protect Matt Ryan. Um, and then of course we're going to have to we're going to have to run the ball better clearly this year. But going back to the Arthur Smith, I mean, I no, I have watched some clips and and, and whether you want to call it old school or not, I, I like the. He doesn't cut anybody slack. He doesn't care right. who you are, and and it's you know. But I think the that was why the players in Tennessee respected him uh sure. you know, he had a he, he garnered a lot of respect um and, and so i think uh, i'm looking forward to it just the new chapter and um so yeah i think the the defense is um as it has been in the past that's to me is going to be that that question mark so um speaking of like 
like an old school, you're going to earn your spot. We're, we're really, um, I don't know, predicated on earning your earning your roster spot that Arthur Smith knew about the Julio turmoil um, and kind of how Julio didn't really practice. And he was, uh, according to The Athletic, in the interview with Arthur Blank, that um, Arthur Smith really wasn't too pleased. It was kind of like bewildered that, wait, Julio don't practice? Oh, yeah, we just, you know, he does this or does that. Sometimes he does. And it's like, I don't know. He basically was saying, like, I don't know how you function like that. And Arthur Smith came out and got real honest with his Julio relationship recently and basically after the contract negotiations where he got a three-year deal you know like a re-up to his three-year deal that his practice ethic or uh, his practice work ethic went down and he would not want to practice and not do the little things and and uh, we're not, not throwing shade on Julio at all but it changed and 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 no, Arthur Smith coming in here and knowing that he was kind of bewildered of like for several years, Julio kind of just kind of just did his own thing. He didn't play whenever he just played in the games. And so I don't know that that kind of changes the way you see Julio a little bit in my mind. I don't know. Absolutely. And I think that that's why I think when we look back at this and, and whether we could say it now or we say it, at the end of the year, I think it was a healthy separation because, I mean, it's not like obviously you have a new coach that's coming in and he's got these expectations. And that obviously was not going to jive with, with Arthur Smith. And because you're not going to change – and, again, all due respect to Julio, but he's not going to change the who he is. I mean, he's clearly had success, you know, preparing the way that he's prepared. And sure. All it favor. Been, it would have been, been more of a headache just that headbutting – back and forth, there, there would have been too much of that, that ego there that I don't think would have been healthy for, for the locker room. So I, I think that, you know, even though we're not necessarily discussing the whole was it a right move to get rid of, you know, Julio deal, but I think, you know, when you're talking about trying to build the future, it was uh, it was probably a good thing. Uh, and maybe yeah. We'll, um, we'll talk about it maybe at the end of the year or, or next, yeah. maybe next year. I, I, yeah, I think that's um... – I think it was, I mean, the writing was on the wall. He's got a couple of years left for sure. But like, you know, I think it was a good, I don't know. They probably, I hopefully, I wish they got more from him for him. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, we're not here to talk about Julio. He always creeps up. Um, but anyway, back to the Falcons and the preseason. This preseason has been really weird because, you know, obviously we haven't seen any of the guys that we, but we, we saw Kyle Pitts for a little bit. He had one drag route. He took it for, you know, 12, 13 yards. <clears throat> did you see enough of Kyle Pitts? Is that, was that, did you, should, do you wish that he'd have played more or is it just like, he's, he's a professional. I mean, he's like, he's good enough. He'll be fine. Or do you want to see some of that Russ? I mean, I think I would have seen more. But, I mean, he's one of those generational guys. He's kind of like a, a unicorn. I think he's going to be fine. I mean, again, we get four games in, and if he's struggling, then we're going to sit here and say, man, well, he should have practiced more in the preseason. Right. He should have you know, more reps. No, I mean, I think that he's going to be prepared. I, I really 
they've invested a lot into him clearly uh, since April. Um, so I think that he's going to be fine. I mean, and, and he was again just a really talented guy in a in an offense um, in Florida that was that was more of a kind of spread. Well, I I, won't, I don't want to say pro style, but sort of a new pro style uh, offense, uh, spread offense. So I think that um, he's going to catch on fine. I think that. Um, I think Hayden Hurst, I think, is – I think them two together, I hope we see them on the field a lot together, and I think we will. Sure. Um, but, no, I, I – yes, I mean, of course, I would have liked to have seen it – seen him more, but, I mean, they're, I, you know, they're trying to protect a, a clear asset there, and um, just looking forward to seeing him in week one. For sure. All right, so there's been some – obviously, the roster – we talked about earlier that the roster cuts happened and a lot of people got cut, and in New England, there was a quarterback – they got cut mm-hmm. that if the Falcons were to be looking for a quarterback two, there could definitely be somebody. The quarterback two could Cam Newton got cut, which is very strange to me. Um, maybe not real strange. And I don't even know who the third quarterback would be, or I don't even know who the real backup is, but they say Mac Jones has been named the starter week one. So, um, would you like to see Cam Newton in a Falcons uniform? I mean, I think a homecoming would be cool. You know, if, if Cam Newton was five, four or five years younger, um, I would totally be on board with it just because it would be one of those things I would potentially like to see them pass the torch to him. I mean, he's 32 years old. I mean, he's not washed up by any means. Um, I'm not really sure. There's a lot of speculation behind the whole New England letting him go. Uh, but anyway, to answer your question, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I think it would be be cool. I'd be a lot more confident in that, and and him as a backup certainly than the than the other two. Yeah, I I agree. I everything you said, you know, take a flyer, veteran minimum. If you could bring him in, you know, they had to trade away Julio and a bunch of other stuff and cut a lot of people just to pay their rookie class. So let's not you know forget what kind of cap restrictions the Falcons are on. But if you, I mean, heck. Pick him up, low dough, high reward. Yeah, I'm I'm all for it, and uh, that would be that would be fun to see. Come back home to Atlanta. Yeah, so. you know, it would be. Now, I'm, I've kind of, I, ever since that story came out today, I was I was sitting there wondering, you know, what kind of, you know, which teams maybe maybe reaching out because there you know there's going to be teams. I, I don't. Oh yeah. I don't think that he's done yet. Um, and again, there's a lot of speculation whether it's the the whole vaccine thing, you know, that it was yep. that that may have been one of the the reasons why. I mean, who who knows? I mean, he's again, he's he's 32. Uh, I know he's been banged up recently, but he's still um, when you look at it when you looked at his numbers last year um, when um, I think that there was like a five or six game stretch where he had like the the rest of the team was running full strength. Uh, I think he was like four and two in those games and had like a 70% completion percentage. So, I mean, clearly he still, uh, he can still operate as a QB one. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'll be, I have no clue. I have I don't even have any kind of speculation of where I think he would be, where he would go. But I think that there's going to definitely be a lot of teams out there reaching. Yeah, for sure. Um, so going into this year, the Falcons play the Eagles week one, September 13th. Um, I feel like they open up with the Eagles a lot. Um, 
It'll be a good. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it'll be a good. It'll be good. To, they've got a good defense. They're kind of in a rebuilding thing. You'll see Jalen Hurts, a a mobile court, a dual threat quarterback. So you'll be able to. You'll see the defense, how they adapt. I'm liking Dean Peace. Everything Dean Peace, he can command the press conference. He's got. He's a really good communicator to the media. And it really brings you along. And man, it makes me feel like I could just lace up the cleats right now and go play. So um, I don't know. I we'll we'll see how they do against the Eagles. So um going into this year, this is our we'll have another episode before the start. But I mean, what are your expectations? What do you what do you look like it's a broad, maybe not record, maybe record, but like what do you want to see out of the Falcons this year accomplish? Yeah, um, I definitely just want to see more uh, intensity, a little more aggressiveness on the defensive side of the ball. You mentioned DPs, and and, and what what I was able to see in the preseason a little bit was definitely more um, more aggressive blitzing, which I think that with Atlanta, we've talked about this the last year or two, how they had always struggled on the defensive front and and getting to the quarterback. But what you'll see DPs do a lot is is dial up blitzes from, from the corners, from the outside linebackers. Uh, sort of everywhere and, and and really just kind of sent, you know, occasionally send the house. And I, and I think that um, I like that. I mean, I think you got to mix it up. You got to find ways. I mean, we, we haven't done anything to necessarily um, improve on the defensive line, so to speak. So we didn't, again, we haven't really gotten that pass rusher there, um, but I am, if we're talking about individual players um, that I'm looking forward to, because you had mentioned the, the roster, cuts but um i'm really interested to see what marlon davidson can mm. do and what he can bring to that interior to help with grady jarrett um so yeah. that along with dp's being more aggressive i'm really looking forward to seeing what marlon davidson has um and then on, from the on the offensive side of the ball just um just seeing how this how arthur smith can uh can let these other guys uh really shine and and what you know, they're going to be able to do there. And if they're going to still be able to um, air it out confidently like they always have. Um, but I'm really uh, – I'm looking more forward to seeing what the defense can do. And as far as uh, – we can talk about maybe record predictions next next time, but – For sure, yeah. Know, yeah. So anyway. Just, yeah, look at – so I have uh, similar thoughts. I want to see, like you said, the defense improve. I am not, you know – I am an optimist, but I'm also realistic, and I know that they're not going to turn into the 85 Bears overnight. But I would like to see, like you said, be aggressive, sound tackling, um, bringing blitzes on obvious blitz downs, like uh, bring pressure. And also, too, it's like you said, they didn't really get any more talented off the edge. Um, they didn't – I mean, Ogan Deji from Notre Dame – it's an edge guy, but he's a rookie, and I, you know, he was, you know, you're not really looking to him to be Von Miller, but I mean, if they could, if they could be average off the edge, and you can manufacture sacks, you could overcome that deficiency off the edge with pressure, with linebacking blitzes, Michael Walker, and you know, send Debo, and send you know, the corner AJ Terrell. And so, um, 
and also too, you know, see my expectations or what I'm looking forward to is um, the rookie class being able to see Richie Grant, obviously Kyle Pitts. Um, I got a couple offensive linemen fighting for spots to be starters. So um, it'll be fun to see all of that. And also too, like you just said, Marlon Davidson kind of got lost in he had his COVID stuff last year, got injured last year, kind of wasn't ever right. And now hopefully being healthy could be a disruptor next to Grady. And that could change. I mean, the Rams do it with anybody they put next to uh, Aaron Donald seems to eat. And so if you can get an interior push, then that could be just as effective at disrupting as sacks. And so, um, yeah, so there's a lot of defenses oriented. Also, too, like you said, Arthur Smith, just seeing what that – here's the overall – what is going to be the identity of the Falcons? Are they going to be a tough team? Are they going to be gritty? Are they going to be fast? Are they going to be, you know, as it's, uh, you know, what's their style? What's the style going to be? So I'm, I'm super pumped to see that. And I'm hoping they're still going to be high flying and lots of scoring and uh, maybe not play from behind so much. Yep, actually, absolutely. they played, they, actually, they played ahead a lot last year. They played almost as much ahead last year as the Kansas City Chiefs. So. I just couldn't put it away. It's a, it's a crazy stat. And that's what gives you a little bit of hope. Um, you know, and, and as far as identity, I don't know. I, I'm With Marlon Davidson and, and Grady Jarrett there, you hope that um, they'll be able to really be a force on the run defensive side of the ball so that they can force the teams in those kind of predictable throw throwing situations so that then, again, we can be more aggressive. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, and going back, you, you mentioned the Philadelphia Eagles um, and, and Jalen Hurts. I'm interested, you know, that whole dynamic of them uh, signing Gardner Minshew um, was interesting as well to see if that's uh, was – I mean, what, what, the, what the true uh, logic was behind that was that, again, was it one of those classic just to push the, push the neck, you know, the, the one uh, – there or or if it was to if it's if it's truly a competition there i, I mean i don't know so yeah that that'll be that'll be interesting to see yeah that could be some drama up in philly uh what else is there so exactly. you build a statue for a coach and fire him so yeah <laughs> right. yeah so um yeah my expectations are my what i'm looking forward to uh going into this year is like obviously defense and um seeing what the the defense getting better and um i just want percentage wise better i don't you know i understand what's going to happen here um i just want to look better and also to you know see what identity is so uh those are mine and um maybe just not a lot of expectations i feel like the last couple years i've really had high expectations or i shouldn't say high but i had optimistic expectations yeah absolutely honestly honestly, this year i don't really have any and it's not like a glass half full look at it it's just you know let's just uh let's, let's just, just see what, what it happens. is let's just and, see what it looks and, like yeah and, and uh so but nonetheless i'm definitely looking forward to it and who who knows they could surprise people they could you know could be the new kid on the block i don't know who knows yeah. it's fun exactly we'll see yeah i'm one more thing I, i'm wondering if the um you know with the cuts being made today you know, you wonder if, or if the Falcons will be active at all, like on the waiver wire. You know, if there will be anybody out there that didn't make some of these other clubs, if they're 
you know, potentially to build just some depth, especially whether it be, I don't know so much offensive line, but certainly the, the defensive side of the ball. There's uh, been a couple names that I was reading an article that um, that some time have overlapped with Terry Fontenot with um, a running back that got cut recently. And so that could be to add to the offensive line room or uh, the uh, running back room, because really it's running back by committee. You've got Mike Davis and who knows what, I mean, he could be the next Michael Turner, but you know, we don't really, it's not a lot of like name value with that. You got Cordell Patterson who hasn't Cordell Patterson's had an interesting career. They used a lot of him a lot as like a, like a, um, a kick returner and a, and a specialist. And so he's never really – I don't know how many seasons he's played as, like, pure running back. So yeah. I don't know if he's able to tote the mail for an entire season. Yeah, so. I, don't, I don't think that he's going to be that kind of guy. He's, he's going to be – he truly is one of those hybrid pieces that um, – I don't know how much he'll line up in the backfield, like, you know, with quarterback under center. He might be, you know, in the shotgun type thing. I mean, he, he's extremely athletic. He's fast. Um, but I think you'll see him in a, in a variety of positions, whether it's, again, next to the quarterback in the shotgun or if he's in the slot, you know, running jet sweeps or if he's running flies. I mean, he can he can sort of do it all. Um, I think it was a good addition just to, I don't know, mix things up a little bit. I, you know, you right. saw last year, I think, um, you know, you saw Ridley run run a couple of jet sweeps, and I think um, I'd rather not see Ridley running jet sweeps, honestly. <laughs> but, so, so I – I think that that's a good thing that they've they've added that, but um, I definitely wouldn't mind them going out and searching for some more, you know, running backs. I mean, because you're right, it is. I mean, it is. I mean, yes, Mike Davis is your number one, um, and really, you know, he's he's not that. I think Mike Davis is 27, 28. He's still not that old. I think he's got a little bit of tread left, but um, he's not going to be one of those guys. I mean, he he shined last year when McCaffrey went down for those five or six games. I mean, so he can obviously handle the workload for a little while, but as far as an entire season, I don't know. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that concludes another episode of Rise Up Radar. Thank you for joining us tonight. And if you like what you heard, go ahead and uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and uh, subscribe to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts these days. And until next time, Falcons fans, rise up.